voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, a very good evening and welcome to All Things Radio number 522 for February 13th, 2020. I got through it, Chris. You did. You did. That was wonderful. Very good. You did yeah. a good job. I think Bill. the next one on our record list is Jimmy Fox with 534 as we move up. Uh, we're going to have a big uh, time at, uh, I don't know if we want to uh, recognize Barry Bonds, but at 755, we're going to have a heck of a show. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Let's hey. just hope that we're not on PEDs. <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. You guys are crazy. I'm going to get tested. Jeff, speaking of PEBs or whatever you call them, I, I, you're definitely on them. So I got, go I'm for on it, buddy. Yeah. Hey, but let's say good evening to everybody. Good morning, good afternoon to many. Where are you listening? we got a busy show this week as usual. First of all, we'll talk about the world of broadcasting from a national perspective. And, of course, that will all follow up with our calls and feedback section. We always want to hear from our listeners. We'll have Jennifer Sparks call our in format changes. And who remembers NBC's TalkNet? You guys remember TalkNet, any of you guys? Yes, oh, yes, yes I do. Well, you remember TalkNet with Bruce Williams and Bernard yep. Meltzer. Well, I couldn't take stand him, really. Darrell <laughs> Wells and Neil Myers. And, uh, I oh, like and Darrell Wells. I, I and, like and, her. And, and who was the other one? Harvey Rubin. Who, who Harvey, Harvey, Rubin? Harvey Rubin, yes. Who was a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a little piece from Sally Jesse Raphael, and it was recorded in 1987 or 88, if I'm not mistaken, from KNBR in San Francisco, California. Then we'll follow up with our classic air check. And yes, for you, Bill Levy in Chicago and Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana, and Bill Sparks in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes, there is an Indianapolis, Indiana. We're going to listen to Bill Baker from 1963, who was very popular as a morning radio announcer on WIBC AM. Then we'll follow it up with a reprise of a radio station. They say that cats have nine lives. Well, this radio station was supposed to change format and they were supposed to change owners last week. It didn't happen, so I figured I'd record the morning show with Chris Cantori on KFMB-FM in San Diego, California. So all in all, we have a busy show, but we want to hear from you, our listeners, as well. And so I'll turn it over to you, Bill, and we can do the radio news and get everything started. We certainly can. My iPhone is going first-class crazy with some kind of notifications, and I can't get it to stop. Hey, before we do that, can we all just wish Jennifer very briefly a very happy birthday today and hope you happy enjoy birthday. your special Happy day. birthday, yeah. Jennifer. Yep, she had a lot of requests today on Steve Nomer's show, and uh, that's great. And hope she uh, has a heck of a day and a good time. And I know you guys are heading for... The warmer climbs, and that right. would be good. Yeah, yeah. As long as I'm on the She's air 21. Sunday night, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. She's what, 21 today? Yeah, she's oh, 21. Yeah. <laughs> You're heading down just in time for it to warm up up here, huh, Bill? That's probably just about right. <laughs> Let's see if maybe we can give Jennifer her favorite dog for her birthday. <laughs> I think maybe yeah. we'll, we'll work on uh, that. I think, at this point, I think she, at this point, she'd want him on a plate. 
But anyway, that's, that's just the way I don't, it goes. I don't think we, we, we better just quite do that. But <laughs> Yeah, I think it's time for the news, isn't it? I think it's time for the news. I think it's time for Jeff's award-winning news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. WSMAM in Nashville, Tennessee makes job cuts. It's a reprieve for the staff and management at radio station KFMB AM and FM in San Diego, California. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and yet another radio broadcasting company has made job cuts. This time, the job cuts hit radio station WSMAM in Nashville, Tennessee, which is owned and operated by the folks who put on the Grand Old Opry. Gone from the schedule is the midday talk show Nashville Today, which aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. till noon. Hosted by Devin O'Day and Lexi Carter. Also gone from the schedule is the live all-night show that was hosted by Marsha Kramer. Also gone from the schedule is the weekend show Off the Track that was hosted by Liz Allison. In other news, folks who listen to radio station KFMB AM and FM are noticing no changes. That's right, no changes. All of the staff at KFMB AM and FM were supposed to have been let go on February 7th. Why the change in plans? Because the sale of the radio station from Techna to local media has been held up by the Federal Communications Commission. So all of the staff and management at radio station KFMB, AM and FM have been given a one-week reprieve. All of this information has been made available by Chris Cantori on his Facebook page. Chris Cantori hosts mornings at radio station KFMB-FM and will provide you with an air check of this radio station as we revisit KFMB later on in this All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. It's not unusual for an all-news radio station to partner with a television station, and that's what's happened at radio station KYW-AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The radio station is owned and operated by Entercom, and they're partnering with the local television station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's Channel 10. This is a win-win situation for both the NBC-owned and operated television station and Entercom as well. Entercom gains the services of Channel 10's meteorologists, and Entercom also gains the services of some of NBC's field reporters as well. On the other side of the coin, all of the Entercom-owned and operated radio stations in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania will be cross-promoting NBC television events and television programs that air throughout the year. In other news, WPRTFM, the game in Nashville, Tennessee, has cut ties with its morning team. Gone are Braden Gall and Derek Mason, and a replacement morning team has not been announced for this radio station at this time. In other news, Cumulus is also making changes to the radio landscape and its sports radio station KTCK AM and FM in Dallas, Texas. Bob Sturm, who had been handling middays for this radio station for the past 20 years, is moving to afternoons, and Jay Kemp will be handling the midday chores at radio station KTCK as well. In other news, Sirius Satellite Radio is getting a bit larger. They've invested $75 million in SoundCloud. This is a win-win situation for SoundCloud cloud and a win-win situation for Sirius Satellite Radio. SoundCloud is a distributor of podcasts and other related programs, and Sirius Satellite Radio will be handling ad sales for SoundCloud as well. And two members of the board of Sirius Satellite Radio will also be on the board of SoundCloud as well. In other news, could an identity change be coming to radio station WRFF in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? The station is owned and operated by iHeartMedia, and it looks like the station may be changing its name from Radio 104.5 to Alt 104.5, keeping it in line with the other alternative rock radio stations that iHeartRadio owns. The only question here is what will happen to mornings at this radio station? Most of the alternative rock radio stations that are owned and operated by iHeartRadio program Woody in the morning. However, this radio station has been programming a more intensive music morning show. We'll let you know more what happens with this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Finally, it looks like the merger between Sprint and T-Mobile is going to go through. A federal judge approved the merger, and later on this year, that merger will happen. How will this affect you when you're trying to find cellular phone service? We really don't know. However, the consumer will definitely be 
effective because there'll be one less choice for cell service when negotiating to find the right company that meets your needs. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter ratings, and this holiday book ran from December 5th through January 1st. In Portland, Oregon, the number one ranked radio station definitely playing Christmas music was KKCWFM with an adult contemporary format with a 13.6 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KOPB-FM. That's the public radio station with a news, talk, and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Portland, Oregon is KYCH-FM playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WKQC-FM with an adult contemporary format. And yes, they were definitely playing Christmas music with a 14.5 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WRFX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WBAV-FM with an original contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one ranked radio station definitely playing Christmas music is KQXT-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they had a 10.5 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format, and finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KZLV-FM with a contemporary Christian format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. In Sacramento, California, the number one ranked radio station is KYMX-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music with a 12.6 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format, and finally, the number three ranked radio station in Sacramento, California is KFBK-FM with a news, talk, and information format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station, and yes, they were definitely playing Christmas music, is WWSWFM with a classic hits format with a 13.3 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WDVE-FM with a rock format, and finally, the number three ranked radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WRRK-FM with an adult hits format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one ranked radio station is KSFI-FM, definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format with a 21.6 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KRSP-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KUBL-FM with a country format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one ranked radio station definitely playing Christmas music is KSNE-FM with a 15.8 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I don't believe I've ever seen this station on the top three, is KWID-FM with an adult hits format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WMGF-FM with an adult contemporary format definitely playing Christmas music. The number two ranked radio station is WOCL-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Orlando, Florida is WRUM-FM with a Spanish tropical format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WRRM-FM with an adult contemporary format definitely playing Christmas music with a 13.2 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WLWAM with a news, talk, and information format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WDOK-FM definitely playing Christmas music with an adult contemporary format and 11.8 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WGAR-FM with a country format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KCMO-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music with a 12.8 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KCFX-FM with a classic rock format, and finally, the number three ranked radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KFKF-FM with a country format. In Columbus, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WSNY-FM with a hot adult contemporary format playing Christmas music with a 9.7 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WODC-FM with an adult hits format, and finally, the number three ranked radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WCOL-FM 
with a country format in Indianapolis, Indiana. The number one ranked radio station with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music, is WYXB-FM with an 18.2 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is WFMS-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Indianapolis, Indiana is WFBQ-FM with a classic rock format. In Austin, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KKMJ-FM with an adult contemporary format, definitely playing Christmas music with an 11.8 share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KUTFM. That's the public radio station with a news, talk, and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Austin, Texas is KBPA-FM with an adult hits format. Finally, congratulations go out to John Records Landecker, who is being inducted into the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. John Records Landecker is known for his many years working at radio station WLSAM in Chicago, Illinois, as well as numerous other radio stations in Chicago, Illinois as well. But he also worked in Cleveland, Ohio, and in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at WIBGAM. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. We like to hear from you, our listeners. Your feedback is welcome when you call toll-free 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Select option two for the podcast team. This is John Wesley Smith from Hallsville, Missouri. I appreciate everything that you guys said about Rush Limbaugh. I, too, was uh, saddened and surprised by his major announcement about having uh, lung cancer. I was like some of you guys. I followed Rush Limbaugh early on and then kind of, uh, you know, got away from him uh, after uh, so many years. But um, I, you know, check in with him from time to time to kind of see what he's talking about and uh, all that. It's really going to make big waves whenever he dies. It's just really going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with that time slot. Is it going to be like uh, Paul Harvey and you have certain designated fill-ins for a while and then it just kind of goes away? I mean, I think it's uh, going to be about as big of a shake-up in that uh, time slot for him whenever he's gone as it was uh, whenever he first came on board. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line 800-693-0595 that's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Well, I'll throw the first one out. I still believe that maybe Paul Harvey could have been more popular for what he was doing than Rush. But I'll let you guys oh, decide. Uh, oh, I don't think there's, oh, any, yeah, I don't yeah, think there's I, any doubt I, about that. Yeah, I also yeah. think you can't really compare the two of them only because they're, they're no, totally different. Well, I think, I think John Wesley Smith is exactly right in what he says. However, if he said this maybe 20, 20, 20 years ago, but I think with Rush Limbaugh leaving, and I and I get this, part of the reason I'm saying this is because Scott Fibersh is a guy that I follow. He does a column called the Northeast Radio Watch, which you can subscribe to. Um, and he pointed out that, yeah, Rush was very, very big, but his popularity had waned over the years. Certainly the Sandra Fluke incident didn't help his reputation any. And if Rush Limbaugh was as big as he is, why didn't iHeartMedia put him on WBZ? There's no reason they, they could have easily dropped the all-news format for a while to put Rush Limbaugh on. And why did they put him on WRKO as well? Well, when Rush yeah, Limbaugh's on, on... He's been on RKO. 
Uh, at different times. But he's uh, not on there now. He's not at, now. No, he's, he's on AM 1200. But, but right. he was on RKO for a while. Um, and yeah, that's where he spent most of his time when, when it wasn't owned by, it was owned by other people. But we, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I think in Boston, it would be really, I think that'd be a big protest because it's a liberal city and Rush is anathema to a lot of people. Uh, here's, the other, here's the other thing that's, that's, that, 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 that we have to face. And the fact is that WRKO, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that time slot is sold out, is is brokered. And the person that does, I think it's a financial show, and I could be wrong because I don't listen to that. No, no. Uh, the guy that's on there is a guy, uh, VB, they call him, that stands for Virgin Boy. And he, he was a, a Howie Carr producer that's got his own talk show. He's, he's on from 12 to 3. But I think it's it's a pretty good talk show. And uh, I've heard it, and I, I, I kind of enjoy it once in a while. Uh, Howie Carr brokers his own time, by the way. He buys the time from them brokers time and they do have a financial thing i think during midday but not 12 to 3 so you know i think they they just they've got the three stations they've got the news they've got local talk and they've got national talk and that's just the way they're they're doing it you know yeah i understand here's the other thing is we'll talk about this and i'm going to turn it over to perry because perry knows more about the radio market than i do but i just received a tweet earlier this afternoon from uh i use and that bonnie lucas has been doing mornings on who since 1994 and she has finally announced that she's going to retire from the radio station. So, Perry, just tell us a little bit about her. She is. She is going to retire. She's been in radio for – now, Jeff said she's been in radio since 75. Uh, she's been on WHO since 94. She is part of the Van and Bonnie Morning Show. Uh, Van Harden has been on WHO uh, ever since I can remember. But uh, she was there since 94. She said that she was going to retire now so that she can do some traveling with her husband and – you know, some other things she would like to do. And she said she's kind of tired of getting up at 2.30 in the morning. She lives <laughs> she lives in a town, uh, Monroe, Iowa, which is about, uh, give or take, about 25 miles east of Des Moines. So, I mean, you got to figure that's a little bit of a drive, in the, you know, and to, then to the be at work. And the winter with all the ice. Yeah, and, and the then the winter with the, the snow, with the snow and ice. And, snow and ice. They know yeah. how to all drive that. in it in Des Moines. You know, and I was right. Perry, tell me a little about the talk. Do they take a lot of phone calls, or is it, is it more news? They, they talk do. They, they do phone. Things? They take phone calls. They give away things, and it's your typical morning show. They do the news, the weather, the traffic, the sports, um, all that stuff. So I mean, it's it's a typical morning show, and um, all the school closings. Oh, all the school closings. Yes, that, and you know that. When once you get into a slot like that. When you decide to hang it up, that's big news in radio because people, uh, for better or worse, people get connected to these people, and uh, that, that's big news in this. That is probably huge news in this market, as a matter of fact. Do you guys think gonna... school uh, closings, do you guys get school closings on the radio? BZ yes. doesn't do them. They, all they do is they say, they'll tell you maybe Boston, Cambridge or something. Then they'll say, go to the website, and you'll find the, the school closings. Oh, no, WHO and, still does them. They do them, I be, well... I'm not usually up at that hour of the morning, but they usually do them at uh, 10 past and 40 past. You know, yeah, our television because... station doesn't even do the school closings. They say, no, they crawl them on the, the screen. Of the screen. And, and yeah. I did use my iPhone, and I put it close up to the screen where I could actually use one of the iPhone apps to look at, to read the school closings. It wasn't easy to do, and it wasn't really making too much sense initially, but I kind of got to read them a little bit, so... Um, yeah. Which app, which app did you use, Jeff? Just out of curiosity, I, I use Seeing AI, which is the one I use at the yeah, time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have that. Yeah. I have that one too. Um, and, and the other thing I, I was going to say, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, I think, go ahead Sean. Okay. We don't want to interrupt. I, go ahead. Okay, Sean. Go. Yeah, Sean. You haven't said anything. 
Well, no, no. You were probably going to talk about. I was going to talk about a couple other different things. So go ahead. I was too. I, uh, my two things are KCFX. It'll be interesting to see what their next ratings are because that'll be the Super Bowl run for the Chiefs. But it's also the last time that they have the Chiefs. They had them for thirty years, and this will be the end now. I think they're going to KCSP uh, AM or FM, whatever they're going to do. That, it is that's yeah, the sports, ra- sports radio six ten on the AM. 610. Yes, and they're going to go there. And the other thing is. Is there is it true the rumor that I heard that John Records Landecker tried to change his name to John C D Landecker in the nineties? Did he try that? <laughs> yeah. or should that work? I, asked John, <laughs> I, so. I heard a rumor that he now I don't know how true this is. I remember when he came back to WLS in eighty six, the whole Stephen Gary leaving and then all that him you know, he returned and somebody asked, Hey, how'd you come up with the name of records? And according to him, now this could have been a radio stick. He said, I've never told this, but he goes, that's actually my mom's maiden name. So I, yeah, I've, her, I've read that. Yeah, I've, I've read said that. that that's that's been around points. before a, a lot of times. And uh, he's actually on the radio in Michigan on a small little station. I forgot the station. I'll, I'll get it next week when I get, look it up again, but he's yeah. on, he does once a week on the weekends on Saturday afternoons. He's and on he the radio. Also, when he left, because he had left WLS for a while, I think he got in the late 70s, or whenever he left the first time, and you mentioned Cleveland and Philadelphia, I think he also did some time up in Toronto. Yeah, yeah he was on, uh, he was on CFTR in Toronto. We, yeah, we, CFTR, we played him, yeah. actually, on the podcast. And now, Mike, I know you yeah. have your hand raised. Hold on a second, Sean. Let me get to Mike. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, two things. Number one, BZ was really big with school closings, and we had a guy in the morning who was on QAM for years, Jim Dunlap, who did mornings and he did uh, time checks all the time plus he read the school menus but my question is what's happening with uh, WSM what are they going to do they'll play country music and they'll automate it then the bottom line is the station yeah. is not doing that well in the ratings yes uh-huh. they're a 50,000 watt station and uh, you know it does cost money to run that kind of a radio station well, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing music on AM and people don't go to AM for music, even in, you know, there. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, they go to, because, I mean, I know they're classic country, and I think there's a classic country translator up there. And so uh, chances are they may be listening to that. But they're not I remember the years ago when they had the big, big protest yeah. about WSM going sports, and people really mad that. Yep. New Year's 2000. It was New Year's 2001 when Charlie Daniels read the protest or ran the protest. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but just, just but, remember know, one thing funny also. Because we were always talking yeah. about people listening online. And if you're listening online and you have your thing hooked up, music can be on AM, it could be on FM, it could be whatever. Yeah. And it's going to sound good. So, well, yeah, you know, if you're online, but I'm just saying that people, you know, ratings, I mean, their stream, I don't know what their stream rates, but, yeah. you know, it could be almost what their AM does, but, you know, well, here's the ratings, other part just listen, radio and the listening. Other, and, and, and the other thing, Gary, is people think that WSM has always been a full-time country station. It hasn't. No, it was an no, MOR no, station for no. years and years and years, and, and they were country uh, for all night. Yeah, they were adult contemporary. I used to dial by there or, you know, on a winter, you know, like in December, January at 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you time. could hear them play the uh, AC songs of the day. Yeah. They were almost top 40. Yeah. They were just a step or two yep. down from it. That's really right. Yeah, yeah, they didn't go, like I said, it was 1979 when they went full country because, you know, they were just country in the evening with the Grand Old Opry and maybe a little overnight, but the rest of time. Yeah, the National Life and Accident Company. That's what their name, the name of the insurance company was, I think. That's right. Well, it, real quick, you know, another thing, Jeff, that, that we've been covering – uh, here and and we've mentioned it on the on the show before. Uh, I just saw this come across the Chicago Cubs, uh, and the, they don't think 
that at least for the start of spring training, that the marquee network and Comcast will have a deal. Now, of course, as we all know, one call, you know, one phone call could change all that, but they do not think there will be a deal at the start of spring training. The hope is they will have a deal by the end of spring training, but that is certainly not a certainty. Well, you know what? And, uh, and they're not making very good public relations efforts with the marquee network. People are very, very upset about it. So that is, yeah. that is absolutely correct. I mean, the, the owner at the Cubs convention thought he was beat. He thought the fans were saying woo, but I talked to somebody who was no. there and he said they were absolutely not. It was boo. Let me ask yeah. you a question, though. Why is it that, like, the New England Sports Network and the Yes Network and SNY Sportsnet New York and the Dodgers have their own network? They didn't get the same up, uh, backlash. I mean, uh, the, Dodger, you, the Dodgers certainly the Dodgers, have. Yeah, the Dodgers, yeah, yeah. The Dodgers certainly have. And, um, I guess the Yankees have bought out the Yes Network, so they're going to run it all on their own now. Yeah. yeah. The Red Sox, see, they started it so far back. The Red Sox, that was founded in, like, 1985. So, I mean, it was before anybody knew anything about anything. And, you know, people were saying, you know, they, they, they were happy to pay for it. You got all the games. You used to get maybe 50 to 70 games, you know. And when, then the 38 upped it. You know, it used to be less when it was on UHF. And when 38 got it, it went up. But then it went, you know, very close to 100%. Okay, here's the, question I gotta ask, here's the question I'm going to ask to you. And I've asked you again, again about this. I know I've asked you before, Chris. All these sports teams are going to have networks eventually. Eventually, you won't find the ability to watch baseball on regular commercial television stations. They'll all be on ESPN or other networks. Do you think that Congress or the FCC or the government will get involved at that point? No, 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 because no, no. it's too no, far won't. down. The, you know, people would then turn around and say, well, why didn't you do anything about, to the Red Sox? Why didn't you do anything to the, men, uh, the, the Yankees? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, the cat's out of the bag. And the problem and now, is you- you've got to market it right. And that's the problem. The Cubs and Dodgers, Cubs are to a smaller degree, but the Dodgers, it was a scandal. I mean, last, what, three or four years of Vince Scully his career, he was not on television in many LA uh, market homes. It was terrible. And the Lakers, the Lakers, of course, dealt with you know same people. Uh, Time Warner syndicated the Laker Network and the Dodger Network, but the Lakers are on pretty much all over the place. But the Dodgers are not, and they're on every cable. The Lakers are on every cable system. The Dodgers are on very few. Now, I think also it wouldn't happen because for those that still have cable, it's on their basic cable. I mean, it's not part. It's not a premium system now. It's, it's part of their basic cable, just like a Fox Sports Southwest or uh, NBC Sports Washington or whatever. It's along, it's along those lines. And probably part of the reason SNY and Yes, and I don't know about Ness and what, their, what the cable company is up in New England, but they don't have Comcast, to deal with Comcast, Comcast either. Chicago Comcast. has to deal with, yeah. Oh, they do have you know, to deal with Comcast. A lot of Boston is Comcast, pretty much all, everybody. Okay, yeah. But yeah, New York, it's not, you know, it's Spectrum and Cablevision and those, they don't have to deal with and Comcast plays hardball with a lot of people. And the Cubs, remember, they're Sinclair and Sinclair plays hardball with the cable companies. They do now. Now, to be fa- to be fair, when when you say it's on the basic cable system, I don't know yet. I've not found out what channel it's going to be here. So I don't know if it's going to be on the basic or if it'll be in the sports package. I I don't well, know be, that it'll yet. It'll probably well, yeah. It'll it could be. Chances are, if what a lot of these do is in certain areas, they put it on the regular, on the basic cable, and then if you live out of area, they'll put it on your sports package. I know here with the Longhorn Network, if you live in the state of Texas, it's part of your sports package, but outside the rest, or part of the basic, but out, around the rest of the country, you have to pay for Right, you know, but here, here we would be considered the Cubs market. So, so I mean, you would probably be part of the, you For y'all, it would probably be part of the, just like what's weird, when I had Spectrum, I got the Laker and Dodger networks, except when they went to games. They blacked out. I got them right. if I had the sports package. And remember, with, me, with a marquee, what people have to realize, 
they are going to have over 150 or so games that the, you know anything that's not on ESPN is going to be on there because they're not going to be on ABC7, NBC Chicago, or WGN anymore. It's all right. marquee, so people have to understand that. Yep, that's the way it is yeah. here. It's ESPN here's, here's or Fox other, games, you know, get on 25 or ESPN, or everything's else on this, and that's the way it yeah, works. That's right. Hey, you know what, Bill? I think it's time for Jennifer's We, do have, we do have oh, a hand, quick, Jeff, I think. Oh, I didn't see her. Hold on. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead. Go ahead with the 816. That's got to be Pam. Go that's ahead, Pam. Pam. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you um, the Chiefs are going to 1065. Okay. Which is Correct, the but they're station. also going to be they're also going to be on 610 sports. Well, yeah, they're no, they're not yeah. going to their their uh, their games won't. They're uh, like their once a week shows that and well, and I wonder Pam what could happen and we'll see how and you can tell us in, in the fall when we get to that after baseball what they may do is leave the Royals on AM you know with any conflicts but one I like in Cincinnati WLW is is uh, 1530 has it WLW has it uh you know they've got it like at three the Bengals they have them in like three three different places you know it doesn't make them a better team but it puts them on the air you know pretty good so you may see and especially them having won the Super Bowl you could see some simulcasting going on you know we'll see Let's yeah, after October, yeah. from October on, you might see that. Yeah. Right. And Pam, thank real, you very much. Real, for, thank you very much. Real quickly, real quickly, a couple things you mentioned uh, on the news. Bob Sturm, Bob Sturm on the ticket is actually replacing Mike Reinert, who I talked about retired 40 years ago. That's why he's moving in the afternoon. And the shocking thing, I was surprised in San Antonio, a Caleb affiliate actually finished in the top three. Well, I think that only – I don't think you'll see that next time. Uh, no, I don't think uh, you don't will. Think and, so. and they're not even in the city. They're in 91.3. Their their transmitter is about 20 or 30 miles outside San Antonio south, and they managed right. to get number three. So. Uh, all right. Let's get Jerry on the, on the line here. He has his hands raised from the home of Jimmy Stewart, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, what I want to say, you guys were talking about school closings. What they do here is they, they'll say, like, all Indiana County schools are closed, and then they give the names of them. Now, like in Philadelphia, uh, like uh, for the heck of it, one morning I listened to KYW, and the schools are all numbered there. They'll say in, in Philadelphia County, school 226, 954, 810, or whatever are closed, and, and so on. That's right. Was that, 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 was that was the not, case that was, that's, in, in New York City? I know they're like PS, uh, whatever. Is that the way it always was? No, 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 Chris, that's, no, no, that's not. I, I know the answer to that one. It's not. They, they came up with a system of numbering the schools because it was a lot easier to give each school a number. The only, the only reason the numbers exist is for the radio, for radio stations when they want to say they're closed. The, uh, the, actual, the schools actually have names, but they call them numbers. And, and when you when you go to school in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're given the name of the school and its school number, which is separate from the name. And that's why they did it, because there are so many schools in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Rather than reading all the names of the schools, they could say school 215, school 813, school 647, and school okay. 215. Oh, here, of course, they're the towns. So they would just say Braintree, Quincy, Milton, whatever, and, and do it that way. That's that The towns were alphabetical. Then they would do the private school. And actually, uh, Gary LaPierre and Gil Santos, I mentioned when they, when uh, especially when Gil Santos died, they used to have a real fun thing you know he'd do the public schools and uh, gil would do the private schools, and they rattle them off so fast but they got them all in there that's true all bill right. i think it's time for jennifer's call letter and format changes we got to give her some time here right the birthday. the birthday girl You're right and she has her cult following and they're listening tonight and honoring her birthday here you go jenny Hello everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 13th. K 
KSVE 1650 El Paso, Texas changes format from Spanish sports to regional Mexican and adds network provider Intravision Radio La Suavecita and changes slogan from TUDN Deportes to Radio La Suavecita. WFCO 90.9 Lancaster, Ohio changes format from religious teaching to contemporary Christian and changes slogan from Fairfield County's refreshing 90.9 FM to 90.9 The River. WXSH FM 106.1 Pocomoke City, Maryland changes slogan from Extra 106.1 to B 106.1 and changes calls to WBBX FM. WETB 790 Johnson City, Tennessee changes format from Southern Gospel to Talk and changes slogan from Sunshine 79 to East Tennessee's Best. WKHI 94.9 Newark, Maryland changes slogan from KHI 94.9 to Delmarva's Super Hits. WVYC 88.1 York, Pennsylvania changes slogan from York's only true alternative to the voice of York College. KQMB 96.7 Levon, Utah changes format from silent to oldies. KVSLAM 1470 Sholo, Arizona changes calls to KXSLAM. WLGX FM 100.5 Louisville, Kentucky changes calls to WSDF FM. KBBL FM 106.3 Casadero, California changes slogan from KBBL 106.3 The Bull to The Bull 93.7 and changes calls to KJZY FM. KKGQ 92.3 Newton, Kansas changes format from silent to country and adds slogan The Brand. KWME 92.7 Wellington, Kansas changes format from silent to R&B oldies and adds slogan Jammin 92.7 WDXR 1450 Paducah, Kentucky changes format from talk to classic hits and changes slogan from Life Talk 1450 AM to DXR 102.5 WFYR 97.3 Elmwood, Illinois changes slogan from Nash FM 97.3 to 97.3 River Country WYPJ 95.3 Due West, South Carolina changes format from Urban Contemporary to R&B Oldies and adds slogan WYPJ 95.3. The following stations have signed off the air. WBMI 105.5 
West Branch, Michigan, WJCF 990, Muncie, Indiana, KOKN 88.7, Okito, Kansas, KOUI 90.7, Louisville, Mississippi, KTMU 88.7, Munster, Texas, WCHJ 1470, Brookhaven, Mississippi. Those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. One more time for the birthday girl. And you guys need to fill me in. What is BritBox? I just saw this come oh, across Brit Bo- my... Okay, BritBox is a service that where you can... It, there's an app for the Fire TV, for your iPhone, for your Android device, where you can watch... Uh, they stream British television shows, but it's not like a live channel. You can watch... Uh, uh, they have a list of shows that are available, and, and they're available like the next day they're, they're on air. They're on air, and let's say if they're on air in Britain here today... Uh, they'll be available on BritBox tomorrow. And it's a streaming service like Netflix, but it's British television channels. The other one is Acorn. It's the same thing. Oh, I didn't know what it was because somebody signed up for it in my... I thought, what the world is? Then the world is BritBox. Yeah, it's very very popular. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, BritBox is affiliated with one of the movie channels like AMC or, or maybe that's Acorn. One of those two. Very, very popular over here. People like to watch the British... Especially the detective shows like Inspector Morse and some of the uh, other detective shows, Lewis and Midsummer Murders. Those are the three shows that I can remember offhand that people like to watch, and they're on BritBox. And a lot of the stuff from the BBC and ITV, which is the independent uh, television of, in, in the United Kingdom, are all on BritBox. Well, now, see, now you've taught me something, Jeff. I, I, you know, the problem is I need to get a life bill because I, I, I do a lot of British television. You know, I like to watch British television shows and I like to listen to British radio. So I need to get a life. That's that's obviously true. You know, I, I get that. I have you know, told so. you time and time again about that. But uh, <laughs> it's what it is. By the uh, way, we never really normally give this out lately. But how about giving out the phone number? It's 646-876-9923, 646 646- Eight seven six nine nine two three to get in touch with us, and you'll need the meeting ID, and you'll do the following. When it asks for a meeting ID, you'll type in or you'll key in two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. Hit the pound key once; it'll ask for user ID. Hit the pound key again, and guess what? As I always say, you're in like Flynn. So right. hopefully we get some. Not, yeah, star, and star nine, nine to raise your hand. And that's it. And Star the nine. more key on your the more key on your iPhone and the Alt Y on your computer if you download the Zoom app and enter that same thing. You got it, Sean. So that uh, we, so we can hear some new people who haven't been in here before. They're welcome to come in as first well. First time callers go to the front. Oh. And if it's a first time <laughs> caller, I was going to say you win a prize, but I don't have any prizes to give out. So we can't. No, they oh, yeah, we could give you a round. Larry Glick used to give a round of applause. Well, at least do that. No, uh, it's kind of well, like well, us on Sports. Well, I was well, waiting on that first voicemail. That's yeah. correct. We are. We, we're waiting, and we, we, we've got Beth. In Vegas, they, they have, uh, I think, May 20th is the uh, over-under for the first voicemail. Yeah. yeah, and don't we have a little bit? I mean, don't have a whole lot on the, you were talking about the Golden Age News Network, about you have to go to your Victor or Utoon yeah. pretty much to check it out. Yeah, let me, let me tell you. I've kind of alluded to them a little bit, but let me tell you about the program. It's one of my favorite stations on there. They run stuff from uh, the mid-30s all the way up to the mid-60s, a lot of stuff on the Kennedy assassination when that comes around. They do it chronologically. Now, they throw in some sports things, too. They've had some old fights. They've got some old Harry Wismer sports things that he did for the Air Force. 
They've got all kinds of other things, and those are randomly thrown in. They've got some uh, stuff that uh, uh, Grantland Rice did, uh, old radio shows that he did for, about sports. You know, made do, they up do, Bill, do they do Bill Stern? They do do Bill Stern. I've heard Bill Stern on there a little bit, and that, that's always uh, you know uh, good for. That's interesting because some of it isn't true, but it's, it's an interesting uh, show. But anyhow, so what they do is they'll go from the 30s through the 60s, and they'll right now they're in 1941, and they're at late 1941. I just heard this afternoon the uh, Christmas tree lighting from December 24th, 1941, when Winston Churchill was visiting Roosevelt, and, and, and you know at the White House, and uh, that was very interesting. It was covered by Mutual. They have all kinds of stuff. Uh, Meet the Press, once 47 rolls around, they pretty much have all the Meet the Press shows. And you get to hear, you know, voices that you, you uh, Senator Joe McCarthy, people like that, that you just, uh, you know, I've heard of maybe, but never heard their voices. Or you hear John Kennedy in 1950 or something, you know, on there. And you're like, oh, really? Congressman Kennedy's an up-and-coming congressman. Here he is, you know, and you say, wow, there he was in 1950. So there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, they throw in some monitor things sometimes that they have. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, so it goes, it's real, real history thing. And it goes, as I say, from the mid-30s to the mid 60s. It's and if you are if you have a Victor Stream, you would just type in Golden Age News Network. It's, it's on Utunes, which is where you, the, the uh, uh, internet stuff comes from. The stream and uh, people have been looking for it on on the web and trying to find out a web address. We the had a listener has been searching hard. That that's right. And uh, so, but anyway, so that's that's if you have a Victor Stream, you're in luck. You cannot ask Miss A or your your uh, you know Google Home or anything for it. It's not there. So it, you need to, if you have a stream or if you can get on Utunes on your computer, you can get it. Or your iPhone. Or your iPhone. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good service. I, I, I used to listen I to it. I enjoy it, yeah. I, uh, I do enjoy it. A long it. time ago. But it is an interesting service. And Jim in New Orleans, I hope we've helped you out. And if we yeah. haven't, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to give, get some better information for you. But that's the best thing we can tell you at this point. I know you've been looking for it. You've sent me some voicemail on it. Yeah, I got a voicemail about it, yep. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do the best we can to give you the best information possible about the uh, about the Golden Age News Network because uh, they they even had some uh, stuff from World War II with uh, the news reports about Hitler and, and everything else. I oh, mean, yeah. couldn't believe they have a lot of stuff. One of the, uh, one of the uh, cool uh, things that they have in 50 and 51, Edward R. Murrow did a show. You remember the, the TV show when we were kids? I can see it now. This is I Can Hear It Now, and not the album, where he did like uh, an hour of the week's news and all kinds of stuff from all the different affiliates participating. You know, they'd get uh, actualities from this and that, and he'd, he'd do a little commentary. But basically, it's really cool, and there was a cool one from uh, the opening of the, I think, the 1951 baseball season where they went to, like, they, they played the starts of different games and stuff. Not not actual announcers. You didn't have the play-by-play, but just leading up to opening day for about 15 minutes, they did a special on opening day, 1951. So there's just a lot of cool stuff that, hey. you know, cultural things beyond, beyond the news. You know, you hear Chris, a lot of cultural about, that Meet the Press, was, was the host back then in the 40s, uh, Lawrence Spivak? Because I remember he did he it on He was television. always part of the panel. There was a Martha Roundtree who was the uh, founder of it but he was always part of the panel all the way up you know into the 60s and and ned brooks hosted it for a while and he'd still be part of the panel almost i would say of the meet the presses i've heard lawrence spivak is there about 95 percent. because i know back in the 60s before he retired he was the main host of uh meet the yes. press at one point yes, so he did take it the, over and the announcer for meet the press was a guy named lee dayton i remember that as well so uh oh, okay I don't know right. why I have this the crazy knowledge of stuff that, that. Well, then it was interesting because what they did was the ones, the early ones, are taken from TV and they're from WNBT uh, in right. New York, which, which was used to WNBC be WNBC, WNBC right? And it was, yeah. that's a pretty, that's pretty cool. Hey, Bill, how about a little? How about if we can solve people's problems? And I'm not good at solving anyone's problems. I know I can't. You create you, them, don't you? I, I do sometimes. <laughs> I, I know that you have 
you have Sally Jesse Raphael, yeah. so uh, we'll maybe get we can that deal in a minute, Jeff. But I've got one more problem. I like to watch presidential primary oh, news results. Where in the world can I watch it? Do you like to watch it or, or do you listen, like to listen to it? Listen. Yeah. Well, what happened the other night to me, I was listening to it very nicely on Miss A, and we, we were good. <laughs> and then somehow it died about uh, nine, you know, it, it started about half an hour in. So it was ABC, so I threw it on Channel 5. I mean, it didn't matter whether you watch it or listen to it because it's all audio anyway for us. But I put it on Channel 5, but I'm like, I was like, really? You know, this is... It just went out. Now, sometimes these sites get overloaded or, or whatever, and, and that can happen and may not have been Miss A's fault, but she does die out on certain things at times. So I threw it on Channel 5. But that's the problem. Now, the presidential, of course, they'll all be everywhere. That'll be fine. But for these primary debates, they're like exclusive. They're like the ball games. You know, so-and-so is on this channel or this radio station. It's not on all over the dial like it used to be. When, when those primary debates used to be everywhere. But now if ABC sponsors or CNN sponsors or NBC or CBS, you know, and the Democrats, I know, well, I, left Fox out of the loop. But, uh, you know, well, they've got I think their own is, Are you talking about the debates, Bill, or you're talking about the news coverage? I, I think, the I news you were coverage, talking. for example, Primary. if I just want to... The news coverage of it, though, Bill, especially like when you have the primary nights, mm-hmm. what they have started doing this year, WHO did it, and then a, a station did it the other night, is they'll, iHeart will run coverage all evening long of a, you know, so if you have an iHeart news station, you can pick it up there. The debates, unfortunately, those are a lot harder because depending on what station you know, you subscribe to, that depends on if you can carry the debate or not. Like, I, I even remember during, in 2016, the presidential, it was, there was one that was monitored, uh, there was Fox News in Salem, there was one that was CNN, there was one, so like on, for the Salem one, only Salem-owned stations could pick up the debate, but some, you know, the others, other certain stations, if they wanted to on radio, could pick them up, but you had to go to CNN, MSNBC, PB. There was one on PBS, one on ABC. They were just all over the place. Here's another know. alternative, uh, Sean, as well. And I and I know that they that they do do this stuff, and they and they're allowed. They get clearance for it. It's National Public Radio. I'm not a big listener. Yeah, they, but well, they weren't. Now I'll tell you that was one. That's where I looked next when when uh, Miss A conked out. I looked on both WGBUR and WGBH, and they weren't there. So again, I threw on Channel Five, but that, I I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. But it was, and even C-SPAN. I checked C-SPAN too. It wasn't there either. What about the POTUS the channel? The POTUS channel and the POTUS channel does do. They do it. They had the debate the other night on Friday, and they also did. Uh, primary coverage all day Monday and all day Tuesday. So yes, the POTUS yeah. channel 124 on both services, they did have coverage. Okay, and that's yes. that's one other place, and there's probably other places, but if I wanted to key into what was going on in Nevada on Saturday night, for example. Hey, Don, I'm sure. Or, yeah. uh, what's that other one down there? Um, 840, uh, what is that station? Um, Louisville? Oh, they, in no, 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 in Las Vegas. Um, Vegas. Oh, uh, um, CBS, KXNO. No, not KXNO. KXNT. KVEG. I think it is. Oh, KXNT. KXNT, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, KXNT. Yeah. So that, you know, is a pretty good thing. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to access some TV channels across the country, 
that. And of course, yeah. all, sure of your, all of your cable, all of your primary. cable channels, all of your cable channels will do yeah. it. Fox, CNN, MSNBC. That, they all some do of the, it. There are some yeah. other channels that may be like there's One American News Network that that's available on some of the cable channels. There's Cheddar News, oh, there's Newsy, terrible. and there's News On. There, there, are, there are other news channels that may, that may also have. So it depends on, and yeah. some of the cable companies carry some of these as well. So. And you might you might find them. Check there. all your news. Check all your cable news channels, eh? Because I've seen they've all been advertising for you know Nevada, and they're all advertising for Super Tuesday. We will have it on, so they will be definitely. Oh yeah. Uh, and when is Super Tuesday this year? Do you know? March third is Super Tuesday. March third. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Massachusetts is part of it, and I don't know if we're going to see any candidates at all because. You figure it's uh, supposed to be Elizabeth State, but she's not going to win it. So, but I don't think anybody's going to come in here. They weren't planning to, so they probably just won't. What about? Yeah. Well, and I'm in Florida, so will that be the? Aren't they part of the Super Tuesday? I think they are. That'll be a battleground. That that's that's key because it's such a key state to win. You know, going back to 2000, it's such a key and it's such a microcosm of the country. That's going to be an important state, and I know you'll get a lot of folks down there campaigning because they're really going to fight for that. Fifteen states that are part of Super Tuesday. I think they're part of Super Tuesday. Don't quote me on that, but but this is where radio can really shine is on these. Okay, Jeff, let's get some. Advice, you know, you and yeah. I have been down the road a few times, Chris, and we might need some advice. So I think we all do. But uh, I love this network. I mean, not that I liked every host on the network, but I it was an interesting. It was it was non political talk. It was really advice talk. They weren't doctors and experts, except for Harvey Rubin, and of course, the biggest one on this on this talk network, and we've done it before, was Bruce Williams. But Sally Jeffrey, Jesse Raphael came to uh, talk that she was working at WMCA in New York at one point and she came to talk that on NBC and uh, that really really Paul vaulted her career because she uh, eventually went out of radio and got into television All right, well she, remember she left in what late 88 and went to a- the ABC radio network they had her and Tom Schneider at night in prime time so she had left and her I think her radio show ABC what is it about two and a half years and then she finally just wasn't doing as well and just stuck went to TV. True, but let's go. Who, let's see what she sounds like. Who does the best Harvey Rubin impersonation? I, I got. I, he was so bored by doing it by the end of his of his career that you could tell that he didn't even want to be there. So I remember <laughs> well, that. we didn't want him there. Hard felt. Yeah. I, I like Dara well. She was one yeah. Of my well, yeah. here we go, guys. My name is Sally Jesse Raphael. Nice to have you come and join us. You're listening to TalkNet. I hope you'll listen to TalkNet. It hasn't started yet. I mean, this is an hour, and that's what we do. An hour, give or take some commercial time there. Monday through Friday, this particular spot. So if you want us, uh, we don't take attendance. You can drop in whenever it's convenient for you. We talk about ourselves and what we've gotten ourselves into, (laughs) what we like to get ourselves out of in many cases, and personal problems, and um, anything, really, from something that's very important and very difficult for you to something that's very light or something that you just like to share. We're at 1-800-223-4141. I'm Sally Jesse Raphael. Welcome to TalkNet. 
If you're as busy as I am, but you want to keep up what's going on, Time Magazine belongs in your briefcase, under your arm, in your pocket. Time Magazine, the weekly news magazine that's both informative and entertaining, but more important, it keeps you up to date what's happening around your country, in your state, and around the world. You really can't afford to be without it. It is entertaining. I'll tell you, it can make a long airplane ride whiz past. And if you dial 1-800-621-2000 and order now, you'll receive 30 issues of time payable and three monthly installments of $9.79. That's 50% off the cover price, 10% off the basic rate, and as a special thank you gift, all you do is order time. You receive time's phone file, a push-button telephone with a built-in flip file for all your phone numbers. Now, here's that number again. 1-800-621-2800. You can dazzle everyone with how much you know from time. 1-800-621-2800. Our telephone number is 1-800-223-4141. Hi, welcome to TalkNet. Hi, Sally. Um... I'm a little nervous on doing this. I have a nine-year-old son by previous marriage who is getting curious about his natural father. My husband has adopted him about four years ago. And I really don't know what to tell him. I've told him about his father. I've been honest about that. But he's, he wants to see pictures or he wants to go visit him or talk to him. And I really don't know if I want him to do that or if I should. Well, tell me the story. Well, I was in a marriage several years ago that the best thing that I got out of it was my son in the divorce. And where is your, uh, does the biological father not have uh, visitation rights or anything? My ex-husband has not made any attempt or anything uh, for six years okay. to um, contact him at all. Uh, last summer, he did all of a sudden call out of the blue and uh, ask how he was, but that was it. Uh-huh. No, uh, he doesn't pay, didn't pay child support or doesn't or anything? No, matter of fact, uh, he, uh, to a lot of his girlfriends and stuff, he denied the boy was his. He said oh. I, he was living with me and the baby was someone else's or any other lie he could think of at the time. Okay, so not a very responsible person. No. Uh, what do you think is making your child want to see the bite? Is he having trouble with his adopted father? I don't think so. I think it's more curiosity. He doesn't understand, like uh, he said to me the other day, well, other kids get to see their father, their natural fathers. Yeah, and then you have to say, well, your natural father, unfortunately, doesn't want to see you. I think you have to be pretty strong about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to say, look, there are daddies who your daddy is the man that is your daddy now that's your daddy i've tried that and and that's the that's the i would take the positive attitude toward that i wouldn't try to hurt the child to let the child feel that there's anything wrong with him but well, I, i've told him that his father did love him in his own way that's right and you're in his own way right. is that some people are careless you've met people who are careless well dad is kind of careless i mean that's the way i would explain it in a gentle kind way well, I've tried to explain that... Um, but don't glorify the man. It no. sounds to me like you may have glorified him a bit so no, that the he, kid... No, he, he knows what type of man his father was. Oh, okay. And you know, he has a few baby memories of him. Uh-huh. Basically all he had. But um, he, I've told him that his father now 
loved him very much and that that was the reason he adopted him. He wanted him to be his son. That, then, then I think that's the way to go. Then I think that you're doing it correctly. And, uh, you know, to the extent that you can answer the questions, answer them that way. Do you think I should show him a picture of his natural father? Not necessarily. It just brings it into line as a human being or something. I, I don't know. Do you have the pictures? I don't. My mother does. So you really don't have them. So you're lucky. You can say I don't have them. Well, he knows his grandmother does. Well? I'm not in contact with his father. He does still talk with his natural grandmother every once in a while. Uh-huh. But... Well, then, look, if he wants to ask Grandma for the pictures, you know, my answer is to be as honest with the kid as possible. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad. And if his curiosity still keeps up? I don't know that it will. If, if his curiosity keeps up, keep telling him the absolute truth. Keep, okay. Don't lie to him, tell him the truth. Okay, I know a lot of times, usually it seems like it's, it's when he's mad at me or at his Of dad. course, of course. <laughs> he's bringing this up. So. Of course, because he knows what buttons to hit. Yeah. But does. you have to be strong about that, knowing that the kid is manipulative, as all kids are, not yours any more than anyone else's, and that he's trying to hit buttons. That's the way to go. Boy, that brings back memories. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, wow. Are you still there? And I'm not sure today. Today, that that the whole advice about adoption and, and things are totally different now. And you you know this was you know this this was back in 1988, I think it was. So it's it's up oh, you know 21 years, 30. 22 years later, almost 88. Uh, yeah, 30. 30, right. 30, something. 30 years 30 later. Too, yeah. And, and and the whole uh, idea. Well, of... The one thing about her that she didn't do that Dr. Laura still does is she didn't drag the woman through. So you shacked up with this guy, and you got pregnant, and you're, okay, and you married this jerk. You know, she didn't like, do that, you know, like Dr. Like, Laura does. Like you're, like you're talking to a friend, like, hey, uh, what do I do about this? You know, you felt like when, if you if you had a problem to call into her about, you were just talking to you know, a good friend or like a, yeah. a mentor or somebody like that. And even when she went on to her TV show, you know, it was in the 90s. You saw the outrageousness that Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones and all that. Her show, even when she went to television, she still did that kind of, hey, she cared about, you know, she was just a friend right. talking to her guests and you know, kept doing it. And I admit, I listened to her show pretty regularly on the radio. I'd tune it in some to hear the advice. And I even I even watched her TV show when I was in college. I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, we got Mike raised hand. Let's let's get to you, Mike, quickly. And I know we've got it. We've got an air check that I know that I'd like to have everyone here. But go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. S- Sally Jesse did a remote show down here in Miami on uh, WTMI ninety three point one when they were doing classical music for an hour, and it was a very friendly show. It was a great show. Is Sally Jesse still living? Yeah, she yes. is. She's eighty. I, she's 84 years old. I looked it up on the, on the Wikipedia. She's 84 oh. years old. But, Mike, do you remember when she worked at WIOD in Florida, in Miami? Oh, I sure do. Tell, 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 tell us a little bit about that show when, you, when, when she was on there. Um, well, she did a show uh, at night, late at night, um, with, um, guest ho- with um, a man. I don't remember who it was, but it was a good, friendly show. Good, and, very good. 
Because she wasn't, you know, when I got to the Florida, WIOD was doing lots of local talk. Even Alex Bennett, who used to work at WMCA, was working at yeah. WIOD back then. Mike, thank right. you. You are a fountain of knowledge when it comes to Florida radio. And yeah. thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate that. Another, another person I liked that did a show like that was Joy Brown. Because she yeah. had, yeah, a, you know, she was she really just really started smart. a couple years ago. She started, yes, yeah, she started on WITS when, you know, when the 1510 had changed to WITS and Pat Whitley brought her in there. And she did that locally and then she, you know, went uh, national. But she had a good sense of humor. She was very smart. She was, she was a Harvard psychologist. I mean, she, she had gone to Harvard. She was a psychologist. And she, but she did things with a sense of humor. And like Sally Jesse Raphael, you didn't have to have a crusade and, you know, be criticized for, you know, you know, doing whatever. Like Dr. Laura has to make a speech at you and before another, she'll talk another to you about one was it. Like that, another one was like that, Dr. Tony Grant. Kind of the same yes. thing. When she was Tony like Grant, yes. The way she said it. Tony yeah. Grant, yes. But yes, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's what's funny is, uh, and they're both dead. Tony Grant passed yes. away yeah. a few years ago, and Dr. Joy Brown passed away a few years ago of, um, of a heart attack. And she was doing a show. Dr. Joy Brown was doing a show still up until her death. Yes, she was. She That's was right. Still, and, and another and was one was Judith Koryansky. She was on, uh, where was she, WABC? Judith Koryansky was on WABC. She was also a sex therapist. She was also on television. And she did some work for the, uh, the remember, remember and, before it was Lifetime, it was the Cable Health Network. Cable Health Network. I remember that, yeah. And, and she was there. So, uh, that, so was Dr. Say? Ruth. So was Dr. Ruth. What more can uh, we yes. say? What more yeah. can we say? There's nothing more well, you can say about quick that. On, real quick on Sally Jesse, though, answer the question. Just It was one of the last years that Oprah was doing her TV show. So what was it, 2010, 11, whatever, where she started? She she brought out a few of the people that were, you know, like she brought out Sally Jesse, Phil Donahue, Geraldo, and Montel, some of the original talk show hosts, and talked to them about, you know, about doing talk talk on television, and she talked to Sally about making the transition from radio to television, and you know talked to her about a talk that day. So, and she said, "Oh, I have fond memories." She goes, "I missed radio." She goes, "I love the TV," but she goes, "I like the callers on radio, and it's hard to take calls on TV." She did say that. So, well, the other thing is Sally Jesse L was Sally Jesse Raphael also did music because she worked at double. There was, at the original WNEWFM, before it became Progressive Rock, they were a female-oriented uh, radio station, and they had all-female announcers. It was a gimmick when AM and FM stations had a separate. They had Alice, Allison Steele, Sally Jesse Raphael, Mel, Nell Bassett, Peggy Cass. You know Pe- that good oh, yeah. Peggy Cass from To Tell the yep. Truth and uh, Oh wow, the TV show The Castaway, the uh, those Hathaways. I'm thinking it was something like that. It was a TV show that she was in. Well, she did a yep. show on WNEW as well. And that, and so that, and so that's what Jally, Sally Jesse Raphael was. And before that, she worked at WFAS AM in White Plains, New York. So that's a little bit of Sally Jesse Raphael. So, we Bill, got one more, Jeff. Oh, yes, before yes. we do that, Jeff, one more. Go ahead. Someone asked. I just got a note. Who was Joe Pines? Joe Pine was an original. Do you remember Morton Downey? Yeah. When he did the talk, Joe Pine had oh, that kind yeah. of a talk show. Alan and, and those who are in New York remember Alan Burke. Remember Alan Burke? Anyone? He was in Florida. Mike, I know you remember Alan Burke because he worked in Florida as well. Um, he did an acerbic, very caustic, very that kind of a talk show, and he passed away very early. He was only forty-two years old. I forgot the year he passed away offhand, but he died of cancer. Uh, and the big thing was that he, he it was very, very conservative, very, very for America, and he lost a leg in the service. 
And, and that was, and he would talk about people who were anti-Vietnam. Well, this is what I did for my country, and he'd show his wooden leg. Uh, that was one of the Biden. things that there were stations that would pick that up. It was syndicated, but it wasn't live at all. You'd get it. You'd hear yeah, it at nine was, in the morning. And it might have been on a week ago or something. But it was just him interviewing people. And he would have. Didn't he have some of those uh, pe- people on? Like the what was that crazy guy that used to do that thing about do- putting dogs in clothing and got everybody all upset? I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, there was a, some organization that he had legends. You know, there were some of these things that would be like phony things, and he put them on there just to get a rise out of everybody. He was too. very friendly. He was very friendly. He was very friendly with uh, Bob Grant. I think Bob Grant had helped him out initially as well. And mm-hmm. they, I mean, if you look him up on Google and if you look him up on on YouTube, you'll definitely find uh, information about Joe Pine. He was. Yeah. Uh, I remember hearing him like as back as far as '64 or something. You know, he, yeah, that's, that's what I remember hearing him. Yeah, yeah that's me too. Mid '60s. And WNBC carried him in New York for a while when they were doing the all talk format, but it didn't last. They replaced him with uh, Marjorie and Tom Ewell. Uh, they were all oh, time. Yeah. And they replaced yep. him after that. There was B. Wayne and Andre Baruch. So uh, <laughs> that shows how far <laughs> I go back. <laughs> right. Now, a guy like Morton Downey, he was that that guy was what you would call a shock oh. TV host. Oh, we loved oh, him. He, he was. He, he, I, I actually got to see him. He came to Albany and did a, a presentation at the Palace Theater. And my friend Bill, my and and myself and my wife at the time, we all three of us went down there. And my and my friend said, "Why did you go to see that?" And we loved it. It was a great experience. We de- we definitely. I just remember he had the mouth. The big mouth, that was his promo. That was his logo for TV. And the one and I remember, to, and he, he, used to be on w, he used to be on WOR TV because we would get that on our cable back in the day. Oh, yeah, but it was much better when it was on WOR and it wasn't syndicated. When it was just a local show on Channel 9, it was a much better yes. show. But let's go on with the yeah. – go on, Bill. I, I, I think we answered your question, I yeah, hope. I think you did. Jeff, you got a great, great, great guy here that was on WIBC. Well, yeah, and, and – I, I know that uh, Bill in Chicago, I know he's not here today, but Bill in Chicago said, Jeff, can you get me Bill Baker? Bill, every week, remember he would say that on, yeah. on the coffee? Where's Bill Baker? Well, I, I could find only one air check of him. And this is uh, Blue Navy Blue by Diane Renee, 1963. This is uh, Bill Baker's show from 1963, if I'm not mistaken. There's no yeah. date on the air check. He, but. Um, he worked in Indianapolis up until what? 65, 66, and then went to Cincinnati, 1530, WCKY. And then he came back, and then shortly thereafter, the station kind of changed and went a different direction and went to Gary Todd that we've had on here a few weeks later. But Bill, bouncing Bill Baker, and here you go. And uh, I think you'll find him very interesting. Here you go. This week, how about a trip back in time to 1963? And we're going to take care of a request from Bill in Chicago, Illinois, who wants to hear Bill Baker, bouncing Bill Baker, that is, from radio station WIBC AM in Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't have the exact date of this air check, but I know it occurred sometime in 1963. Bouncing Bill Baker has a folksy style that's just, well, just kind of all of his own. And I love the opening and closing theme to his show as well. So without further ado... Let's set the virtual time back to 1963 and listen to Bill Baker on WIBC AM and FM from Indianapolis, Indiana, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Here's Bouncing, Bill Baker, your toast. 
and coffee host. Once again, here he is, the original adult delinquent, the one and only Bounce and Bill Baker. There you are, and good, good morning, music lovers. <laughs> you look absolutely this morning. Here's Julie the Big B, Bounce and Bill B, here on WIBC. Clipping across the kilocycles, mutilating the megacycles. Uh, these are friendly Hoosier stations, WIBC, Ab and Boom Radio. <laughs> Lovey-dovey day, woolly weather. And we have records and stuff like that there with Baker and Company till 10. Stay tuned to 1070. Be listening till then. And very truthfully, I'm very glad to be looking into your smiling faces this morning. And believe me, some of those faces need looking into. This is a show that you've heard of poor shows in your time. This one's poverty-stricken. Well, maybe the show isn't really entertaining, but it is helping to maintain the station's personnel turnover record. Yeah, I'm trying. Very, very trying, as you probably have ascertained at an earlier hour. Buddy, if you don't hurry up and do something here, they're going to pick you up on a vagrancy charge. Listen, I've been sick. You see, I have a hole in my mattress, and I almost fell into the spring. <laughs> By the way, how's your water? Uh, friends, if you don't have filtered soft water in your home, you're keeping house the hard way. And the easy way to get rid of hard water is to call your Culligan man. Hey, Culligan man! Hey, Culligan man! Hey there, Culligan man! That's the way to do it. You can get full information by saying those three little words. I love you. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, Culligan man? Uh, that's it. Uh, hey, Culligan man! That ought to get him. You're not kidding. You'll find your Culligan man underwater in the yellow pages of your telephone book. Speaking of water, my mother-in-law was supposed to be here for the program this morning, but uh, frankly, she's in for refitting and reconditioning in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Here's Diane Renee, Navy Blue. Blue, Navy Chick of the day here on WIBC and Navy Blue, the tune number one one on one oh seven oh and ninety three point one motorcycles on your frequency uh, modulation neighborhood drag strip. You got that out there? It's nineteen minutes past seven o'clock. Our temperature at twenty two degrees. Thank you. If you act now, you can receive 43 big issues of the Saturday Evening Post, America's most important magazine at a special introductory rate of only $2.98. That's less than seven cents per copy. This is a special low-price introductory offer for a limited time only. Call Walnut 42661 or write to WIBC Indianapolis. Look forward to having your own exciting copy of the Saturday Evening Post magazine delivered to your door regularly. You're listening to the friendly voice, the people's choice in Indiana, with C. And from radio. Right now it's 20.
22 minutes past 7 o'clock with Baker and Company here on WIBC Radio. Don't you like the decorum in this joint around here, Andrew? Really... Now, this is sort of a catastrophe looking for some place to happen. Actually, you know, this used to be a coal bin in here. Can't win them all, boy. We're trying. Well, this is a place, all right. The underground headquarters for the American Crabgrass and Foot Fungus Society. I think we're going to have a juvenile jive at Kitty's Caper just off paper here on WIBC Radio. For all you young'uns out there this morning in Radio Land. For the benefit of those of you who are sitting attentively by your radio, listening as you clutch your little orphan Annie decoding ring in your moist hands. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a nut? I have no real idea. I can tell you how they're dressed, though. Bobby Vinton here, formerly known as Brown Burlap, recorded by a couple of old bags. Bobby? She wore blue. night and I still can see blue velvet through my Bobby Vendor. Did you notice he has a point on top of his head? Well, actually, he was born in a tent. His mother and father were Poles. <laughs> Look at that weather out today. It's going to be snow ending this morning, accumulating an inch or two. Uh, uh, the low tonight near 15. Out there tomorrow, be around 35. And today, the high around 30. Hi, this is Les Paul. And Mary Ford. When the values go up, up, up. And the prices go down, down, down. Robert Hall this season will show you the reason. Low overhead, low overhead. Robert Hall in Indianapolis, northwest on Lafayette Road, northeast 38th at Arlington, downtown Maryland at Senate. All open nightly till 9.30 and Sundays noon till 6. Soft, sweet, sloshy, sentimental moment of the day. For all you girls who don't have hubbies, and all you girls whose hubbies neglected you this morning, we want you to come just a little closer to the radio. That's right. Think sweet things. Pleasant thoughts now. Close your eyes. One, two. You're peeking. That's better. Pucker. Unpucker. Open your eyes. One, two. There's our soft, sweet, sloshy moment. For all you girls who don't have hobbies. 
and all you girls whose hubbies neglected you this morning. Bill Baker has the highest pulse rating of any disc jockey on the air. He also has a rash. All right, time for a big round sound from out of the ground. Martha and the Van Thales here. Wonderful, wonderful. A thing called Live Wire, written by that famous composer, Alec. Electrician. <laughs> Sounds like she's got a hold of the live wire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Current number on Wibsey. Shocking. <laughs> Sound like strictly pure electromotive force on our ever popular production here at Baker and Company on Wibsy Radio. That is W I B. Yes, your show is very popular at bar mitzvahs, disasters at sea, pressure cooker openings, and rhubarb festivals. Thank you very much for our sake. Frankly, for that, you can take one giant step out the window. <laughs> say so long for now, but not for long. Music's been canned as we planned here. Recorded, that is. Stay tuned now for the news on WIBC AM and FM Radio in Indianapolis. And uh, wear your woolies. Don't forget to put your bird bath out <laughs> and play it cool, Dad. Don't skid yourself. Bitey B from Bouncing Bill B. Stay tuned now for the news. This is WIBC AM and FM Indianapolis at the tone, 8 o'clock. WIBC Radio News. Well, what can you say about that? A very different show. That's Bouncing Bill Baker from 1963 on WIBC in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'd like to thank Bill in Chicago for requesting this air check. It's a very rare air check. There aren't very many air checks of Bouncing Bill Baker out there. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line. It's toll-free and hassle-free at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, that was different, Jeff. I remember. Does it bring back memories for you when you were growing up as a kid, Bill, at all? Oh, much, much so. I used to be right back there in my room. My portable radios. Oh, yes. I... Remember that quite well. well. So is WIBC a rock station? Uh, Back in the like they, they were. were they played the Martha a, and the Vandella song? Yeah, they were at the time. And then in about 65, they trained, changed to beautiful music for about a year. That didn't work. Went back to kind of a middle of the road. But they were eh, maybe 58, 59 to 65. Uh-huh. It was station. interesting that he played Blue Velvet and Blue, Blue Navy. You just 
because Blue Velvet was out in like August, and Blue Navy in August, September, Blue Navy was near the end of the year. Like so, it was kind of strange. By that time, Bobby Vinton had other stuff around, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I tried to figure out. Well, I, 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 I think he was kind of corny, and I have a feeling that he probably had a very, very popular female audience. Obviously, he was catering to the females with that. Uh, yeah, you know. swashy, whatever that was. Yeah, right. And, and mm-hmm. I, I wish I had more of that because I know it was edited. I'm sh- I know there were must there must have been more commercials in the show, and I know that it, I, I. But that's the only air check that I could actually find. It that, that doesn't seem to find any other air checks of him. So maybe mm-hmm. there's an, a, maybe a museum of radio and television in Indiana that has some more stuff of it. But it was definitely an interesting. Well, it's interesting like in Kentucky. There's a guy that does a website. And, ah, okay. Um, he really brings back a lot of those old Let me ask you a question, Mo. I don't know who's doing that, so please. Uh, I don't know who's... uh, But I'm I'm just curious. Obviously, his popularity did wane at some point. And uh, Bill also said on the coffee club that he was also an auxiliary uh, sheriff in uh, in Indiana. So uh, he probably had an interesting career. I'll have to look up more about him on the web. Very, very involved with that. And then just after... He came back the second time. It didn't last. I guess you can't go back home, but no. it, um, yeah. it's just one of those things. They used to be a lot more, back in those days, there was a lot more movement between stations and cities and towns and yep. and, and those types of things. So it it went on that way. So And Chris, real quick, the shortest you ever remember... A disc jockey signing on the air. Do you ever remember one coming on one day or two or a week and never coming back? Yeah, we had WMEX went through a big a bunch of flux uh, when um, RKO came along, and they really and the BZ and MEX both the BZ kind of adapted differently too. But MEX kind of had a couple of guys. There was a guy Johnny Holiday, and he wasn't the famous Johnny Holiday that had been on um, you know in Maryland. You know, does the Maryland. Uh, Sports and all that. Not that guy, but he was. There was a guy named Johnny Holiday just for a few weeks. We actually had Larry Lujak very, very briefly, briefly here uh, for just a few weeks. So yeah, we, we especially MEX because one of the stories, of course, and, and uh, we've told this on here, and Jeff's mentioned it, where people would have to chase chase Mac, Mac Richmond down the street to get their paychecks, and so it wasn't always the nicest place to work. You know, Jerry Williams used to tell that story about chasing Mac Richmond to try to get. And the other thing about Larry Lujak, the only reason he was there so shortly for such a short time is that WLS had offered him such a, a huge raise to come to Chicago. He said, "I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not staying in Boston. I'm, I'm leaving town." <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's but what he did mention it in his obituary when he died that he had been uh, here, and he, but it was only a matter of weeks. I'm, I'm sure. And I'm personally friendly with Rick Gary, who did mornings at WMEX. Not in their best days, of course, but I think. But he was a good, he was a good announcer, a very nice guy, and I'm going to try to get him. I know I don't don't know if I could get him live, but I'm going to try to interview him and pre-record it uh, for the. Yeah, audience. I think you played an air check of his from 1973, if I remember. Now I did, I did. Was not from Programmers Digest, so we did do that. You know, um, I got to ask you a question: How many radio stations do you hear? They say they're going to be sold and they're going to change format, and it doesn't happen. Have you seen that happen? Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Well, it doesn't it happen often, but I've seen it. It's happening in, in San Diego, California at radio station KFMB. Now, this is really kind of an unorthodox morning show that Bill's going to play. And the reason I say it's unorthodox is he doesn't just do time and temperature, but in this show he was talking about one of my favorite Rolling Stone albums, uh, Beggar's Bank, a great album, great album, a lot of blues, a lot of different influences yeah. on that album. 
and he, and he and he was talking about the Stones coming to San Diego and playing cuts from the album, playing little pieces of the stuff from the album as he as he doing this morning show. And while it may not be everyone's kind of radio, I thought listening to Chris Cantori was pretty interesting. So I think you guys might like that. Bill, I want to say we'll turn it over to you, and it's always great uh, working with you guys all week long. I got to grab another cup of coffee to keep myself going. You know, how many is that for today, Jeff? It'll be number four. Okay, Jeff. They, uh, you he he keep can't it. be up at three in the morning listening to the news if he doesn't drink his coffee. Well, that's, that's right. true. He's got to figure out some way to do it. Thanks everybody for coming on tonight. The panel, you guys always make it very, very interesting. Well, let's play this one. And, Jeff, maybe you'll put the hex on the sale, and there won't be a sale, and these guys won't lose their job after all for a while. How about <laughs> well, that? we'll try. We'll do the best we can. All right, buddy. Thanks. Well, you know, they say the best late plans of mice and men sometimes go astray. And that's what happened at radio station KFMB-FM this past week. The station was supposed to be sold, and local media was supposed to take over operating the radio station, and all the radio announcers were going to be fired. But that didn't happen. The sale of the radio station was held up by the Federal Communications Commission. Nevertheless, I thought it would be appropriate to present this radio station. Yes, we presented this radio station in the past when they changed format. But this week we're going to listen to what might be one of the last Chris Cantori morning shows on KFMB-FM. This is a crazy morning show with no rules and no, well, no real format, essentially. He does his thing, and he really does sound pretty good. And yes, when you listen to him talk about the Rolling Stones, he points out that the Rolling Stones had some pretty good albums. And the favorite album that he's talking about is Beggar's Banquet, which is an album I have in my collection, which I really love as well. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Chris Cantori Morning Show on radio station KFMB-FM from San Diego, California, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. You're listening to 100.7 KFMB-FM, San Diego. Now with the Cantori Show in the morning and the most true variety in Southern California, 100.7 San Diego. What day is it? Thursday. Today is Thursday. Hmm. Time to go to work. Uh, I don't think I want to go. I'm sorry, but you have to go. But why is that? You amuse me. You occasionally amuse me. I amuse you, but I bore you. What? You don't do that. All right, what happened? You almost slept through it. Slept through what? Showtime. What up, everybody? Great to be with you. It's Thursday. We are with you. It's amazing. Cantori, Merrill, who I thought was running late, but turns out you what? You left your purse home? I was actually here early, and I discovered halfway through on the drive that I left my purse and wallet at home. So Soleil was so kind. So you. (laughs) I, I burst in our door here, our office, and I said... Soleil, I need your money. I need your debit card right now. And so uh, she fronted me her debit card and her PIN number so kindly. I won't Soleil, give that Soleil, who makes $5 an hour. No, she makes double To that. your 100 k No, amazing. yeah, right. Amazing. Both I win. I mean, I don't wish for both, but... Uh, so, yeah, so I got a, a... So you went down to the Bucks and got yourself some coffee. A macchiato on her. On Soleil's dime. Yep. Here's Soleil. Here's $5. i am going to pay her back tomorrow. I don't trust you. <laughs> yes, you should. You're running a scam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so while we were sleeping, the Rolling Stones announced they're coming to San Diego. We talked about them yesterday, too. I know. We've known, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, I didn't you. know that. Okay, well, I've you known. You knew. I did not know that. I couldn't close. say anything. What a secret. But um, the Rolling Stones No Filter Tour is coming to SDCCU Stadium, formerly Qualcomm, Jack Murphy, the Murph. May 8th is the date. So it's not that far away. No, that's close. It's awesome. Tickets go on sale 
Friday, Valentine's Day, February 14th at 10 a.m. So I thought we'd start the morning off here with some stones. And I went into our system, and they don't have anything off my favorite Rolling Stones album. What? I swear. Which is uh, Beggar's Banquet. So I thought I would play this song here and start us off in honor of the Stones. Street Fighting Man. It's 100.7 San Diego. Morning. Great to be with you. Cantori Show, mornings on 100.7 San Diego. That's what I'm saying to myself. I'll get in there one way or another. Can't afford it. Rolling Stones, you know? Oh, I know. announced their show. Kids might not go to college, but I'll get in there. Are you even going to ask them for like a press...
You're not a loser. Gotta talk, gotta talk better about yourself, my friend. I'm a loser, baby. Starts with loving yourself. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. I used to know what you're saying. No more. It's 100.7 San Diego. It's Cantori here with Merrill and all pumped that the Stones are coming to town. May, you yeah. know, May 8th just announced Rolling Stones, SDCCU Stadium 2020. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Tickets go on sale, uh, sale Valentine's Day. And uh, I mentioned earlier that the show that really stands out to me is when I saw the Rolling Stones up in L.A. with uh, Living Color cool. and Guns N' Roses. Wow, that and is a crazy show. GNR almost broke up on stage. Like, Axel had a meltdown, and I remember he slammed the mic. He was all pit. Like, we thought really? Guns N' Roses were done. Oh, it was insane. And, uh, and then Living Color opened, and I had to laugh because... Um, then I started thinking about when uh, I saw Living Color over at San Diego State. Here I go telling one of my state stories. But they <laughs> used to do shows all the time in, in this uh, kind of like an auditorium. It's called Montezuma Hall. Mm-hmm. Saw Jane's Addiction there, Rollins Band, The wow. Violent Femmes, tons of bands, Nine Inch Nails, Montezuma Hall. And uh, the violent, or I'm sorry, Living Color played there. And I remember they came out and uh, the singer, Corey Glover, I, I think's his name, he performed the whole show <laughs> wearing a neon body glove spring suit. Really? A suit, the whole show. <laughs> and I was like, man, that is commitment, yeah, that my is friend. Commitment. Wow. The Chris Cantori Morning Show is heard on KFMB-FM in San Diego, California. I really enjoyed this morning show because it is so free, it's so loose, and it is so different than most of the morning shows you hear on the radio today. And I'd like to know what you think about this morning show. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can send me an email. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that all-important feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio.